Hello everyone and welcome back to the 22nd episode of Sport Over Podcast and today I'm delighted to have a boxing coach, one of the best boxing coaches in Ireland, uh, I may add. It is the one, the only, Jamie O'Neill. Welcome on. Thank you very much, Mark. That's a really good intro. <laughs> <laughs> no bother. Uh, so I'm just going to start off. Was sport like always a big thing in your house? Like, um, not necessarily in my family, but for me, I've always kind of um gone gone to sport. Um, I feel like I was kind of naturally good at sport from a very young age. Um, so I kind of would ignore school and just see what sports are around. That was my thing. Um, growing up, so I think I've tried every sport that exists, um, or at least in Ireland, I've given everything a go. Um, and I actually started probably my favorite sport would have been football growing up. Um, so I remember kind of going out with the lads in primary school at lunchtime, and we'd always we'd have a match every lunchtime. Um, and then the girls would be making daisy chains down by the schoolyard um, so that's kind of where my like sport would have started off for me um, and then I eventually found boxing and I honestly couldn't tell you a thing about football now. And when, what age would you find boxing? Um, so I would have started boxing, I would have really been into it um, the time that Katie, Katie Taylor went to the Olympics, um, the London Olympics so that's when I really got interested in it. Um, and then from there in school, just through friends, I would have found kind of MMA and UFC was big. Um, and then at the same time, like McGregor was coming up. Um, so everyone was was interested in the UFC and MMA as a sport. So I would have started just as a fan, just watching. Um, and then just one year, I remember just I was on Facebook and I saw an ad for um, a kickboxing course and I just decided to join it. So me and my friend went down and it was our local club and we started kickboxing and then from there there was I think I did that for about two years um, and then the same club would have started like boxing classes as well so I would have joined in on those um, and that's kind of where that started so I was probably I want to say 20 when I uh, when I started boxing. And am I right in saying you actually had a few kickboxing fights um I had I had one kickboxing fight and then I had one white collar fight so uh my fighting record is is low my fight experience um but I would have been training pretty consistently um for about four or five years so the training's there just not the fight <laughs> and just to go back to the Olympics because we've uh uh probably one of the biggest stories, Kelly Harrington. What do you think mm -hmm. that will do for female boxing in particular in Ireland? Yeah, I think um, well done to Kelly. That's just such a huge achievement. Um, and to all the, the Irish boxers that went over, I think as a whole, they um, they really showed how, how good they are. Um, and just as a unit, I think they... Um, just how they spoke and how they carried themselves and um, just real sportsmanship. And I think that was, that reflected really well on Ireland. Um, but in terms of Kelly's win, um, 
I think huge just like Katie's win um, it kind of just it's such a big platform so there's a lot of eyes on it and I think maybe people who like myself who wouldn't have really watched boxing would have watched the Olympics um, and heard of Kelly's win and looked into Kelly see what she's doing um, and then from there just maybe decide oh I'll, I'll try out boxing see what boxing's like for me and then that's kind of how it sticks I think that's how everyone gets into it you just you might find someone that inspires you or maybe you think it looks cool um, and then you you give it a try and you find out that you actually really enjoy it and when did your coaching career like kick off and you knew that's what you wanted to do like yeah so if I go back to um doing kickboxing the way the classes were run was we would all pair up and I would hold pads for you you would hold pads for me so that's kind of where I learned how to hold pads, I would say. Um, and then from there, like, I kind of, I did enjoy it. And sometimes me and my friends would go and we would just, we would do it outside of the classes as well. And um, just to help each other, especially if people had fights coming up, we would just, just as an extra session, and um, we would help each other out. And after that, I had a few jobs um, and then I decided I wanted to become a personal trainer. And then with that, just because I had, that boxing experience and um, from training I kind of took up pad holding um, and then kind of from there it's just it's spiraled really um, this year especially starting kind of around January time um, is really when I got to start working with professional athletes so that's really that's gone quite well for me and um, if you asked me this time last year if I was going to be doing this I don't think I would have a clue but um Niall Barish roped me into it and um, so a lot of credit is is due to him as well. Well I'll just say uh, according to Niall Barish uh, you're the boss. Yeah <laughs> well he's right. <laughs> um, yeah at the start of the year he just said to me um, like obviously with Covid and everything like our gym had to close and we were doing a lot of online work but no one-to-ones and I had a lot of spare time on my hands so he had mentioned maybe just helping him with the guys so we would have Gary Cully down here in our gym um, and then all of a sudden the whole of P Taylor's pro team were here training away and that's how I got to meet them and then I would have followed them up to uh, to Dublin to their gym up in the Coliseum and um, just going up with Niall and just holding pads and looking in under sessions and, and learning that way so it's kind of, it's really gone from strength to strength this year. And what's it like, just like training Gary Cully and all those professional guys? You must be like, how, how has this happened to me? You must be like a, a giddy child. Yeah, there's times that I think I just, like I'll just sit and think about like what my day has, what have I done in the day? And one of the days I remember we had gone up to Dublin and we were doing, I think we did like 20 or 30 rounds of pads with the boxers up there. And then I had come back, I had pad session with um, some of the fighters that I'm training. Um, and then I was just, I went home and I was like, there's so much work I've just done with, with professional athletes. And it's kind of, it's mad. Like I said earlier, like if you had asked me if I was going to do this a year ago, like there's no way I would have thought that, I'd be I'd be here but um 
it's great just how it's gone for me. Um, and of course, it was it was very daunting at the start. Um, Niles very clever. He doesn't give me much uh, much time to think about it. It's kind of in the moment, standing around watching them train, and then, oh, will you just do pads there with Gary? Um, so of course you can't say no. Like you want to grow as as a coach as well. So it's about getting out of those comfort zones and just learning on the spot. Um, I think you're almost it's better. It's more organic. You kind of you learn how to how to deal with the pressure and then um, yeah it's just gone really well for me and the guys all the boxers are are really good to me as well none of them kind of like I always think about the, the pros versus the beginners that we might have in class and that uh, the beginners would be afraid to hit the pads when I'm holding them I think just because I'm a girl maybe um but the, the pros have no problem hitting the pads hard. Um, <laughs> my first day, I think they might have tried to test me. But, um, yeah, I get great work in with those guys. And, uh, yeah, they're very good. Yeah, but that's, that's true. Like, uh, that he throws in straight away. Because, like, if, if you do have time to think about it, like, you'll probably just th- think yourself out of it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think the more you think about, you know, like I said, it's getting out of your comfort zone. So it's obviously uncomfortable. Um, and the more time you have to think about that, I think that's when excuses can come in and you can kind of figure out a way to get out of it. But you're better off just saying, you know, just get on with it. Just just say yes. See how it goes. If it goes awful, it goes awful. But um, luckily it hasn't for me. And it's actually just made me a better coach. And now I don't really... Like I don't shy away from from trying to uh, work with the with the pros. Like I have that experience now, so um, you know, I want them to be able to to train at their their level. I don't want I don't want them to think, oh, you know, it's a girl holding pads. I'm gonna have to level down here. You know, I want them to to level up if anything. So um, you know, being able, I think I have the ability to to do that. So um. Yeah, I get great work with the guys. And I have a question to ask. I yeah. heard, uh, I think it was yesterday, uh, that you actually got thrown out of Caitlin Freeland's corner. <laughs> Who's telling you all these lies? <laughs> um, yeah, that is true. Um, so I was, I was messing saying, you know, I was shouting abuse at the ref and they just didn't like me. So they, they had kicked me out. I got a bit overexcited, but uh, unfortunately that, that's not the truth. So uh, we just had too many people in the corner and maybe the ref didn't like me, but uh, he definitely spotted me and uh, I got pushed back. What? Um, yeah, that was a good story. Yes. <laughs> my that was my uh my pro debut as a coach as well so it's a good and like what is your plan now do you want to bring on bring up like your own professional fighters in terms of come or like what's your plan yeah of course that's the the main goal is to have um you know, fighters of my own. Luckily, I'm working with two professional fighters at the moment. So I have um, an MMA fighter, Dylan Logan, um, and then I have a pro K1 fighter as well. So he's pro kickboxing. Um, so that would be Aaron Clark. So I'm getting good work with those two guys. Um, like eventually, I want to have 
a whole team um a team of fighters that you know we all help each other out and and uh, help each other to get better and prepare each other for fights and just have a team there of, of fighters and hopefully soon kind of champions so that's the the goal but for right now um I'm happy going down to um to Pete Taylor's gym and, and helping out down there um just getting to learn from not I learn from the boxers but I learned from Pete and I learned from Niall so it's just right now I'm, I'm still at the very very beginning of my career so um it's all about learning as much as I can get as much experience as I can um, I still have a long way ahead of me so um, just keep keep going the way I'm going and um, you know getting a few fighters on the way even though like you're saying you're a junior star but like you're, you're obviously good like if you're helping out in Pete Taylor's gym like they wouldn't just have you there for no reason <laughs> yeah I would hope so Um they don't just keep me around to be nice, but uh, no, I have to be. I have to be good enough uh, to to be working with those guys. And I think even people might look and from the outside and think like, Jesus, that like, how's a twenty year old girl holding pads for these professional male boxers? But um, I don't think it ever really comes down to that. Once, once the the guys, you know, I can show that I'm able and I have the ability there to to coach them and um, not just the whole pads but to correct them and, and show them techniques and actually teach them something and um, I think the the whole male female thing is is gone and it's just about how good of a coach you are and um, so you know just keep I'm just going to keep learning and keep gaining experience and um, you know if if someone wants to uh, test my ability they can then yeah and um what what is like the attitude like in the camp like is it are they all like fairly strict and determined like <laughs> um i could say that and i could say they're all very serious boxers there's no messing Um, they take it very serious but uh no it's when the work's being done there's hard work there um, everyone listens to what Pete's saying and um, they're all there to improve their skills and to help each other to prepare for fights and there is a bit of a, a bit of banter as well between them and I think you need that they're going up every day um, to train and, and put in hard work so um, there needs to be a little bit of lightheartedness as well but um, when the work's being done that's when you know everyone's listening and there is a, they are taking it serious so it's a good mix good mix of energy up there and I don't know if you were lucky enough to go to Belfast like last weekend. Yeah, I was one of the lucky ones. Um, so all the lads up in the gym, they sorted me out with a ticket. Um, so I got to sit ringside and, and watch all the fights. I don't think I left my seat for, for one minute. Um, I was glued to the fights. They were, it was unbelievable. Just even being back like after COVID just, feeling the thump of the music in your chest and the crowd was singing and roaring and um, all the fights were were really, really good. Um, I don't know if you know the, the two lads that we have up in, in Dublin with Pete, um, so that would be Tyrone McKenna and Sean McComb. Um, they fought that weekend as well and they both won and put on really good performances. So uh, it just made the night even better. Yeah. Um, and I presume... Like I've seen this video about 
100 times at this stage. And it must have just been crazy to witness it. Like Michael Cronin's walkout. Like, <laughs> it was just amazing. Yeah, it was unbelievable to have um, the girls singing live and everyone in the crowd was singing along with them. Um, it was really, really good walkout. Like, it's really good to watch it you know, on TV, but to be there in that atmosphere um, was just next level. And um, even the Tyrone had a really good walkout as well. I don't know if you saw him, he had a, a robe on and he put his arms out to the side and just said, ready for war. And everyone was was cheering him on and it was a war at the end, um, but he boxed really well too. So um, yeah, it was just unbelievable to be to be there with the team and um, to watch the guys fight as well. Yeah. Tyrone short but no longer white when he came out of that way. <laughs> no, I, I think he only ever gets one wear out of his shorts. He's, uh, blood is always spilled in his fights. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I heard that they're, they're planning again for next year um, a bigger crowd. Like, um, yeah, I think I heard... Uh, Jamie say something about 15,000 fans yeah. so um, if you heard how loud it was with 8,000 I can imagine what 15,000 people would sound like um, and then that would be class and even just get get more people involved as well and um, it's not often that we get boxing shows in Ireland so when they come here um, you know it's good to get as many fans as we can and and uh, just get the support for the boxers as well. well if it happens next year I'm definitely going to try my hardest to get a ticket. Yeah, you have to make up. We'll get you ringside as well. Get the best seat. I, 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 won't, I won't say no to that. Like if, if it's possible, I'll take it. But yeah. if it's not possible, it's not possible. But if it is, please yeah. try. <laughs> no, you have to make it up. They have uh, it's a, it's a big area there they have in Falls Park as well, so um, I could definitely see it happening eventually and um, just let boxing grow again in Ireland. It is, it's a popular sport, like everyone, everyone knows about it. And um, next year, that'll be, it'll be close enough to, to the Olympics again. So people will still be talking about it. Um, and even they're bringing MMA shows over to Ireland as well. I think Bellator are coming over the end of this year. So um, there is sport coming back and combat sport coming back. So and um, yeah it's just really really good to see we just need the supporters to come out now and um, and show their support for the fighters that have been training yeah um, I think you're right there actually I think Bellator are coming to Ireland in November October I think I don't know mm-hmm. um, I can't I, I know a bit more but I can't say much because um, <laughs> I'll be shot um, yeah uh, yeah and it's just it's just amazing to have it in Ireland. It's not often in Ireland, like it's always in England or the United States. So mm-hmm. like it's, it's not often in Ireland. No, we normally have to travel as fans um, to all the shows. So to be able to bring it over here, it's just huge. And even just for the fighters that are training here as well. I mean, it's in, you know, no matter where it is in Ireland, it's not too far away. So it just makes it easier on, on our fighters too and to be able to have, I think you get more supporters here as well 
Um, it's obviously it's local, so people don't have to pay for for flights and hotels and everything. Um, so it just it kind of entices people a bit more to be able to come over, and it would just be good to have to be able to do to do those shows. You know, kind of our football and our gang, and they all have supporters. Even the rugby, that's all local, so people are able to go out and support that. And there's not too often that you have to go and travel away to support your team. So if it could be the same for boxing and, and MMA, it would just be huge. And I think it would allow the sport to grow even more and even get, get new people involved. Say if, you know, your friend is into it and they bring you along to a show, you get to feel that atmosphere, you get to watch the sport and it could entice you to take up the sport too. And, and that's how it would grow that way as well. Yeah, and like, I even see on like social media, like, I think there was the World Championships at uh, uh, the IMAFs uh, there a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Like, um, and like, there's a whole like generation of new talent coming up. And like, even like around Galway, like, there's a load of boxers. And like, the future looks very, very bright. Yeah, there's a lot of new talent coming up now. Um, and it's just, it's kind of a shame in one sense that. They all have to uh, to fly away to to compete. You know, there's there's not much here for them. Um, I know the IMF obviously they they choose a destination and, and everyone flies to there to compete. Um, but even when they come home, just for amateur shows, even as well, like just the like it's hard with COVID. Um, you know, we're we're I think everyone's trying to figure out ways. Like up in Belfast, you just do a a COVID test. Um, and you can get into the venue so if they could bring that down here or, or even keep it up in Belfast um, you know that'll give the guys a platform to, to compete and to just be able to um, for people to come and support them because of course you want to support the new overcomers and if they're your friends or your family you want to go and able to, to watch them and not just have to watch them on the TV um, and they're fighting somewhere in a, in a different country Yeah um, and I'm going to ask a bold question now. Okay. And you're probably not going to give me a straight answer. I'm not expecting a straight answer. But um, I know some most lads like, are after fights um, recently. But uh, is there any uh, upcoming fights on the cards? No comments. <laughs> That, that was expected. <laughs> uh, there's there's some good shows coming up now, and um, and it would just be good to 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 be able to watch the guys to compete again. Um, I think a few of uh, Pete's guys are supposed to be competing soon as well, so um, it just be good to to watch everyone. And I think uh, it's looking it's looking much better. They are letting fans back into places, um, so it's nice to just be able to go out and support and. And then show show the kind of the up and comers and the the more uh, the new guys in the sport, so the ones that are starting their journey, be able to show them that that support as well. And I put up a question box there on my story last night, I think, and I actually got one question. And and don't worry, you're not gonna get grilled or anything. It's a okay. it's a gen it's a genuine question. Okay, good. <laughs> I was worried. 
I can see the look on your face. Like, yeah. oh no, oh no. <laughs> and it's just a question someone has asked. If you could train with one martial artist, martial artist or boxer for one session, who would it be? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, that's a hard question as well because there's a lot of a lot of fighters I'd love to to train or just do a session with. Um, if I had to pick, I'd probably I'll it, go. I'll make it easy on you. Irish. Yeah. Irish. Irish. <laughs> Easier. Easier, is it? <laughs> How we go? Um, do you know what? I have top, I have two, no, I have top three in MMA. Top three or top five of the moment. Yeah. That would be uh, Sean O'Malley. I don't know if you know him. He's, he trains or he fights out in the UFC. Um, He's not Sugar ranked. Sean yeah, Sugar Sean, yeah. Um, he'd be deadly to do pads with. He's just, he faints really well. Uh, he has really good footwork. I think he's going to cause big problems in the UFC. Um, so he would definitely be one. And then kind of similar to him would be Israel Adesanya. So he's kind of same, fainting, a lot of footwork, just a really unorthodox, awkward opponent. Um I'd love to train train the two of them, and then Amanda Nunes. I'd like to. I would like to just hold pads her, like just to feel what the power is like, because she just knocks people out all, like all the time. Um, so she looks very powerful. I'd love to just do one session with her, um, and then I don't know about boxers. There's a lot of boxers out there. I'd stick Gary Cully on my list anyway. He's there, um. Like doing pads with him. There's, I'd say, maybe even um, Savannah Marshall. She'd be a good one as well. She's really awkward as well. I just like awkward boxers, to be honest. <laughs> They're the best ones. <laughs> That's a very good list. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd even like to hold pads for some of them myself. <laughs> you never know, it could happen. Just to be amongst people with that, um, that faint would be yeah. pretty cool. Just the ability, like they've, I think uh, a lot of the ones that I've picked are just quite, like they move freely. They're not, um, like they're not, they're not, they're unorthodox, so they're. I think they they all cause quite a lot of problems when they're fighting. People just they don't know what they're going to throw. They throw punches that you know you don't see coming, um, and they're really exciting to watch. So it'd be nice to to hold pads, and I pick up something from them, and maybe they pick up something from me. So, um, yeah, that would be my my uh, on my bucket list. But that's the kind of question that I'll be thinking all day about, and I think I'd have another twenty names. On my list by the end of the day. That's good to hear. Um, so I'm just going to ask you one more question, and then okay. I'll let you go. So I know you're helping out with Pete Taylor. Mm-hmm. What is Pete Taylor like to be around? Like, um, he's lovely. He's 
not what I expected is what I'd say, but I mean that in a compliment. Um, he's very, very clever. Um, he's he's kind of quiet spoken, like, but when he talks, everybody listens. Um, he's kind of, you know, everybody looks up to him in the gym and he has a lot of experience um, and he has, you know, he's very, very clever um, in the way that he thinks and the way that, you know, he just sees subtle things in, in the boxers, little changes that, you know, a lot of people wouldn't catch, um, but they, they're the ones that make the big differences. So whether it's, you know, where your hand is positioned or your foot is positioned, um, he just, he's able to correct those straight away and he spots them straight away. And I love just going up there. And even if I'm not doing pads with the guys, just standing and watching, whether it's uh, they're doing drills together or just advice that Pete's telling them and little um, kind of tactics that he'll, he'll say or, or just corrections. And I always pick up something from him when I go up there. And the same goes for, for Niall Barrett as well. I've learned a lot from Niall. Um, he does a lot of work with the guys up there as well. So um, I just keep learning from them, just spend as much time as I can with them and, and pick up and things along the way and I can use or even just things that you know I might see the way he does something and I'll kind of take it and and change it for my own self and and just build upon build upon different things that way and but I'm very lucky and fortunate to be able to to work with people like that and be around you know all the boxes up there they all have a lot of fighting experience and a lot of them are champions and amateur and they're all doing quite well as, as professionals as well. So, um, yeah, just keep going the way I'm going. Well, thank you very, very much, Jenny. Uh, it was a privilege to have you on. And yeah, I thank just, you, Mark. And I just wish you all the best in your career. Um, and if, if you can get your hands on those ringside tickets for me, that would be absolutely great. But I'll leave the last word to you if you want. Yeah, thank you very much, Mark, for having me on. Um, I really appreciate your time. And uh, I hope whoever's listening got something out of it. Um, and yeah, all the best, man. Thank you very much. No problem. So guys, I just want to say a big thank you to Jenny O'Neill for coming on. I really appreciate her time. And I just want to wish all the best of luck in her career and hopefully please god know i'll be able to get up to belfast next year and witness a great night